Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sports Day. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blyton, David Wildey. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. A budget car and truck rental, 13 27 27. Get on the road faster. The number again, 13 27 27. As a welcome, the great man, Malcolm Blight. Bloody, how are you? David Wildey, I'm really good, thank you. Cold, bit wet today. and uh, oh, it's cold. Just, just Winter, gonna, yeah, really yeah. strong this morning, wasn't it? And yeah. perhaps worse tomorrow. And it really was too. But I'll tell you what wasn't cold this morning. Um, Serena Williams announcing she's probably going to retire after the US Open. What a player she's been. Second of all time behind Australian Margaret, Margaret Court. Court. Do you mean yeah. she's got the appropriate accolades? I think so, David. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think there's a few that have sort of backed off of going the whole yeah. hog and telling how good she is. And I think at times the um, she's perhaps uh, annoyed the media with her, with attitudes and press conferences and this. But gee, what a wonderful player! Super, super wonderful. Career. And another one who's had a great career, Lauren Jackson. Nine years out of the game at the top level, has just been announced in the Opal squad playing in the World Champs yeah. later uh, in September in Sydney. Inc- it's an amazing, incredible. At forty-one years of age, I want to talk about um, Isaac Rankin shortly and, and his yeah. worth, but. We, we spoke last night and you spoke about how boards work and there seems to be a lot of people angling to get rid of Mark Rashuda, particularly in Melbourne. And another one's joined the list. Uh, Craig Hutchinson's um, had a fair say. Have a listen to this and tell me what you think. It'll be hard for them to move forward with the new footy buzzword, clean air, with him still there. There's a fractured ex-player group and ultimately he his guy was Brett Burton. Brett Burton was the decision maker. Footballer, 100 out of 100. Businessman, exceptional. Very influential businessman, made a lot of money, makes yep. good decisions. Person, great person. I was going to say, I mean, yep. people who know him will, will, will vouch for his, uh, his person, yes. Um, footy director and his, his ability to, to manage that in mm. media, substandard. He hasn't had a, a great off-field impact as a director on that club and his ability to manage that conflict with his morning radio has been poor. Yeah, well, you know what? I think I said what I said last night. Obviously, Craig Hutchinson hasn't picked that up, what I said. It's on his website, you know, the Sports Entertainment Network. Yep. It's on his website today. I thought I'd explain how the board worked. I would have thought that Hutchie, with all the stuff he's done, knows how a board works and knows the executive run the business. So Mark is a director of the club. And I, I would have thought that was picking him. I, I don't understand why it's not him, why it's just him. He's and an not agenda, the isn't it? The only one I'm hearing is, is Rashid. I know yeah. no, a few have gone, but... What about all the backslapping when um, when Pikey and Burton and Rue, when they got in the grand final, they were one of the hottest favourites yes. in 2017. Yes. Now that, so now he's, you know, they were, you know, should have walked in water. Four months later, he's no good. I mean, it, it, it's a folly. It is an absolute folly. This this is still going on. I, I hope now Hutchie has actually read what I said. The board doesn't make that decision, the executive does. Hello. There's something happened there. What was that? That was a spooky little sound, wasn't it? Mm. I don't know 
happened there, anyhow. No, no, anyhow, uh, enough of that. Um, and if I was John Olsen, I, what he said I thought was terrific. Uh, his interview was just, uh, uh, that's not on the agenda. I'm we trying have... to catch him out. I heard John Olsen on, on another a radio show today and it's just a let's let's try and catch him out again on the when did you know? Who did you know? Who have you spoken to? <laughs> Can I ask you this, Blighty, and this will be finished hopefully very shortly, but what does Eddie Betts want now? What does Josh Jenkins want now to clear this up? They, they've got apologies from everywhere. Everyone that can possibly apologise has, and you can't turn back the hands of time. The camp is what the camp was, whether you, some liked it, some didn't. But what do they want now? What, what can, where you can move on with your life? Mm. Uh, is, is it, um, I mean, is, is it money? Is it, we want to be compensated for our hurt? What, what do you think those two, um, what a sort of reconciliation where we can come back in the fold? Because they have said, we both love the Adelaide Football Club. Yep. And the supporters, but it's not helping Adelaide Footy Club at all. No, I think they just want respect. I mean, the, the fact that someone's betrayed their trust at the camp. So and, how do you fix that? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a really interesting thing now. I, I'd love to know, and I still haven't found out, have you found out who the councillor or councillors were that these lads gave the information to that betrayed their trust? Well, I asked Jared Healy, and he thought they would have been connected with the, um, the group that ran the the course. Okay. Did they have initials, in other words, study programs through universities don't or know. schools that they were actually officially okay to do that sort yeah, of stuff? I don't I don't know. And, and why would you pass it on? If you're a counsellor of that sort, I would have thought counselling process was pretty private. Mm. Do you, I mean, that's – I still can't get my head around They're that. They're trying to – the psychological factor, isn't it? Get into their heads and try and, you know, make them stronger, but it obviously didn't yeah, work. You can, you can do it by hey, words, um, words like that. Isaac Rankin, now, normally I would say – uh, you don't you don't pay eight hundred grand for a, a small Ford. Mind you, Eddie Betts worked at five hundred thousand, but I think with Adelaide not having a lot of stars, they would have room in their salary cap. And and Taylor Walk and Sloan, two of the bigger money getters, they won't be there in a in a year or two. I think this time you do pay it and say okay, and he may well end up being. Well worth that because you like what you see. You think he's made improvements in his game. Yeah, he's gone into the midfield a bit this year in the in the Suns. And he's actually he can actually break away, so he's going to want to be those breakaway players that set things up. He hasn't done it a lot, but he's actually been in the midfield, and I, I think he's added that to his bow, uh, bow or cross, whatever you want to call it. So I think he he's an interesting player. How it unfolds, who will know? But there's a few in that regard, isn't there? Like that, and a, a good small goal kicking forward is something that everyone wants. I thought you'd be excited if you had Rochelle. Rankin, and you love McAdam. McAdam's been yeah, coming yeah. your love, child. Yeah. It's, you've got three X factors there. Yeah, you have. Throw in Walker, who's also uh, that, and he's probably got a couple more years left. Phil yeah. Thorpe, yeah, and Fogarty. The other, and the other thing is that there's probably some others, you know, we, we look at Rankin because he's a South Australian, but there might be some others at other clubs. You think, ah. We had a picket, a South Australian boy, Josiah Pickett. Oh, there you go. We, we, one, yeah. How do you rate the different sort of players? Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, that, well, actually, one's playing in a pretty good team, as we know, and the other one's, you know, getting in a team that's going to get there. So, I mean, yeah, someone like him, or it could be three or four others too, David. It's just not. I mean, you, you know what? You got to talk to ten to get one, and I think that's what the Crows will do. Did Stengel surprise you? How well he's got? I know he's in a, a lot better side. Yeah. But he's still done some great stuff himself, hasn't he? He's still got to do a bit on your own. It's not yeah, just giving you. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, Richmond saw it in him. The Crows saw it in him. It was off-field stuff that it moved took its toll. Him, took its toll on everybody. And and anyone that saw him play a few games last year, which I did at Woodville West Torrens, he's a quite a clever player. 
a big day of uh, sports news. Patrick Cripps, Cripps, who appealed and failed, are appealing again tomorrow night, which I think that's um, – and I must admit, you thought he would get off. So I thought he'd get off too Yeah, I, I, just don't, you know, I just don't know what else he could have done. The ball goes in the air in his area and he jumps at it because he's an honest jumper at it's the It's more footy. the consequence, isn't it? They yeah. say you chose to bump. This is what they, they reel out all the time. I, I think it was a footy incident. Uh, Cripps is a is a – Good, honest player. Of course he is. Be interesting how this goes because it's on – if they think it's been an unreasonable finding, an error in law, Yep. there's a few little things that they're going to appeal on again. Probably like going to the high court yep. in the in the judicial system. Yeah, I get that. And just getting on to Cripps, Hewitt and Kennedy, two other midfielders, when they were flying, when they were eight and two or whatever, ten and two, whatever they were, these guys were running the midfield. And Chera as well. Yeah, and Chera. Three of them are going to be out mm. and they've got to play Melbourne and Collingwood. So all those Carlton supporters sitting on 12 wins, their fingers are going to be crossed that they actually get these guys back, hopefully, and stay in the eight. Ben McAvoy retiring now. Yeah. Broke a bone in his neck. Apparently couldn't even lift a one no. kilo weight. So Amazing. great story getting back. I thought he might have gone one more year. He's been okay coming back, hasn't he? He has been okay. But I, you know yourself, David, when you've got you it. Yeah, when you – I reckon what actually happens is you – People say about physically, well, Josh Kennedy at Swan said, you know, I'm, I'm buggered. But sometimes it's just your head. You just, oh, no, not another pre-season training. I'm just not going to do it again. You know what I mean? It just gets you. And you know, yeah. any, you, you know when you're done. And the other good story, Ben Cunnington will play against yeah, LA Yeah, it's a great story. I mean, to see him back on the deck. And he's a wonderful player. They've yeah. missed him. Yeah, they have really missed him. With those four good kids in there, he'll be a big help to them. wonder what sort of Philip it will give him. On the day, yeah, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you get one of your, yep. your stars back. Just, just going back to Isaac Rankin, what did you think they would have to pay him? Just all that Well, I, I believe the Gold Coast have offered six to six fifty. Now, these really? numbers are thrown, yeah, yeah, to retain him. Yeah. I'm sure Lacoche is on Shoot. the same money too. Wow. Uh, and I'd probably at this stage take Rankin ahead of Lacoche, whereas last year we probably would have gone the other way. Just before we get on to a call, we've got Bob. I'll, we'll just get to him in a minute. I just want to mention something about the Commonwealth Games. You know, we, we, we've visited it. We haven't really stayed anywhere on it. But I was fascinated with the uh, the count, the medal count. Australia had 67 gold. Last time on the Gold Coast in 18, 2018, they had 78. So one's a home, one's okay. away. Now, the total medals this year have been 178 medals, bronze and silver, uh, obviously. Last time at the Gold Coast, there were 193. So... They've actually gone fraction backwards, but England have gone up by about the same. Being the home so Well, they get more yeah. participants, yeah, too, of don't they? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Whatever it happens, whoever plays at home, it's like any other sport in the world. If you play at home, it's much more comfortable and you seem to get more wins. I just I got, thought it was it was just interesting seeing the tallies of yeah, the two countries. I quite enjoyed a bit of the yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, particularly athletics and swimming, I think, yeah. go there. Yeah, you know why? Because we, we can We win dominate. <laughs> well, not so much yeah. athletics. We don't normally... No, but in, in the, hey, on the Commonwealth Games we do. Every second medal in, in yeah. the pool we get, so <laughs> interesting. Uh, let's go to Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, how are you? Good, Bob. Malcolm, are you there? Yeah, mate. Yep. Right, okay, Malcolm. Um, hey, sorry, I'm back visiting in, in Adelaide from Melbourne, uh, but I'm... Uh, an Adelaide person. Yep. Played for Melbourne, played for Norwood, okay, in, in the reserves, okay, only. But you know what? 
Um, wow, I'm listening to all this stuff going on on the radio, and it's not just to do with the camp and whatever. It's to do with a lot, a lot of other stuff because um, I'm very, very involved family-wise uh, with the Jarman family and the Edwards family, okay? Right, and they all played for you, Malcolm. Yeah. Yep. They all played for you, Absolutely. okay? Yeah. And so you know what, they're, okay, well, you know what, at reunions and whatever, um, they don't want anything to do with um, uh, Adelaide Crows or their kids or anything anymore. And why has this happened? Why has this happened? Well, thank, thanks, Bob. That that's more to do with um, uh, personality between the two, not not the club. Uh, Edwards and McLeod have had that history for a long, long while. Now I don't think they've turned up at the latest reunion, and that to your boys, to uh, to yeah. your, your good lads. But that happens everywhere. That's uh, oh, a look at um, Kerry and Stevens. Another yeah. another issue. A couple of days ago, one of the things people—it's very hard to describe this. And and it, once you're at a, at a footy club, netball club, golf club, anywhere, once you're there, you're there for a common bond and a common reason, whatever that may be. Particularly in football clubs, but once you actually get away from that club, it's someone else's turn. Whether you be a coach, an administrator, or whatever, so the closeness goes. Now, most people will tell you you'll hang on to some, but you don't hang on to everyone, David. You, I mean, you've got blokes at North Adelaide. It's great to see them and catch up with them, but you might catch up with them once every year, two years, five years. Yeah, and some are, you're closer to than but, others. Of course you are. No doubt. You, yeah, you so, sort of... I mean, it's not – It's the Adelaide Football Club is the embodiment of where we all get to, talking about the Crows players. It's just not – it's not there for everyone to be the greatest mates of all time. It's, it just doesn't – life is not like that. You leave a job. I mean, I had three seven-year careers in the corporate world. I mean, while I was there, you were close to all of them. But as you gradually move somewhere else, you gradually drift away. You keep one or two, maybe. That incident between the two was after you, though, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. But it's more you, you're seeing the residual um, leftovers after when you have reunions. That's when you see it. But when you had them as players, they were, they were all okay then. Yeah, this happened at a later date. With yeah. A, yeah, off field. So. Yeah. All right. Well done, Malcolm. Uh, we got Bryn Tickle tonight. Going to have a chat with oh, him. Oh, this is the lad from Perth who came in the mid-season draft for Port Adelaide. And you've picked your best under-22 team. Now, I'm going to ask him too. You know, this is he's a famous player now. If you, you don't know this, I want to mention this to him. He's the 12,999th player to play in the VFL or AFL. I heard he was almost 13,000. So, <laughs> Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switched to Lumo today. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. It's a car of the year. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, cars of the year. And Lumo, Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, Bryn Tinkle not far away. Mark and Blight, David Wildey for weeks. Weeks homes discovered different. But we've got the under-22. They had a 40-man squad, if you like. A couple of Crows, a couple of Port Adelaide boys in it. Adelaide Auto, 4x4, 15% off the first purchase. What have you come up with? Because you've done your side. I didn't put the time in for that. I'm going to critique yours. Yeah, this is uh, it's always interesting This every year. And uh, obviously someone selects the 40-odd, the as you mentioned, David. And 22 is an interesting age, isn't it? And... You're just starting to get the hang of it. Three or four years in the system. And I, I just for people that uh, there's only one, Connor Rosie's the only one I've put in from 
both Adelaide teams. Um, but Butters was nominated as well. And Sam Berry. And Reece, Fogarty. And Fogarty, of course. Uh, Fogarty turns 23 in September, so maybe he had to be 22 at the start of the year, like the start of this year. I think yeah, Rosie's 23 early next year too. Yeah, I should just look at that. Anyhow, I've got, the team I've gone is Isaac Quainer from Collingwood, Sam DeConnig at uh, fullback, and Hayden Young in the pocket. Ooh, all good what about players. this half-forward team? Sam Fantasia did one as well. This is exactly the same as he got. Nick Blakey at half-back. Tom McCartan from the Swans, so two Swans boys, and a kid called Nick Dacos on the halfback mm. flank. Like him so far. Yeah. Across the middle, I went Anderson from the Gold Coast, Bailey Smith, and Chad Warner. Uh, Sam Walsh was captain. Andrew Brayshaw was vice captain. Connor Rosie and Noah Anderson in the midfield. What about this for a forward line? Aaron Norton in the pocket. Max King from St Kilda at full forward, and Cosy Pickett in the other pocket. Well, you've picked them in position, yeah. Right? I wonder how they'd go against an All-Australian team you pick. That's not a bad side. No, and when just the, give you the, the – Luke Jackson, Ruck. Yeah. Caleb Sarong and Errol Goulden, the boy from yes. Swans. They've got three four good players, haven't they? Sydney had six in it, didn't they, yeah. in the squad? And I put Harrison Petty on the bench as being the extra tall for the back line. Is yes. he still under 22, is he? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Wow. How's that for a team? It's pretty good. I'm liking Adelaide 4 by 4 Get 15% off your first purchase until September the 30th. I think um, Sliga, the way he's going for picked it next year, yep. he might make his – it could be a couple of South Australian boys move up. Absolutely. And Port boys. Um, George Yardis sort of took a slightly backward step, as did um, Dersma, didn't they, this year? They Otherwise, yep. you'd think they'd be you know, Monty's to make that top 40. You wouldn't. And 22 – it's a beautiful age, isn't it, 22? This is when they start to grow, mate. You can just see them 23, 24, 25, 26. And we've seen that. We've absolutely seen that with both Oliver – and Petrarca, the two good youngsters from Melbourne, it just gradually yeah. grew up. Do you still say 15 games is a good hit out it for gives you? It gives you an eye opener. Obviously, the next 30 are more important, you know, obviously more important than the first 30. But once they get over that 50 games, you can you should be able to start to see some consistency. Yeah, getting it. I mean, slow burn was McHenry and Jones, but there's two that are. Yeah, they are. You're seeing a little bit, aren't you? Yes, you are. You are indeed. A Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. 21 years in a row. Uh, not far away. Bryn Tika, well, he's had an interesting career, Blotty. Comes in. Um, yeah, from, gets, from WA. Yeah, gets smashed, breaks his collarbone, comes back. Just thought he's a fraction off the pace last week. We'll ask him that, but he's got a future. On the other side of the break, Bryn Tickle. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, Sports Day SA for weeks. Weeks homes discover different. And also tyre power. Think safety this August. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Well, Blighty, uh, your footy careers can change in in a minute, can't they? You can Certainly be playing can. in one comp. they got the mid-season draft now in the AFL. And one young man that's really taken his chance and... I called his first game and he was looking outstanding the first quarter. A couple of great grabs and then did the shoulder, comes back and then um, then they play Rich. And a bit of a reality check there. You've got Toby Dan Kerb, he's a, he's a massive player. Yeah, but yes. uh, Bryn Tickle is a young man that's learning his craft and he joins us now. Bryn, thanks for your time. How are you? Very good, thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I know you enjoyed that first quarter against Sydney and I think we all did too. We could see how athletic and agile and your, your uh, abilities there. Richmond... They played well, didn't they, last week? The, um, uh, how did you find the pace of the game where you come from um, 
is Richmond are a team that knock it forward, they kick it forward, they soccer it forward, they get it forward anyhow. How do you how do you find that? Yeah, they they like to surge at um, Richmond, so yeah, it's definitely a lot faster than um, than the Sydney game that I played. So yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a wake up call. Um, but yeah, Toby Toby Nankervis, he absolutely yeah, he's a really good ruckman. So it was a great a great learning experience for me um, to go up against him, and yeah, I can definitely take a lot out of the game for myself. You haven't had the forward. yeah, you haven't had the greatest preparation when you do the shoulder and you've got to sit on the sidelines for a while with a collarbone, and uh, you've still got plenty yeah. of the footy yourself, but. At times, and we, we saw the game again, it just felt you're just half a step behind. And that, that's to be, you know, you can to be considered when you haven't played a lot of footy in recent times. Yeah, definitely. I was probably a bit underdone. And, yeah, only having, what, one sample um, hit out um, post post my injury and post-surgery probably wasn't enough to to um, have a full crack at um, AFL level. But, yeah, it's just, it was real tough out there. And, yeah, I could probably feel, feel the missing match fitness. But, um, yeah, definitely enjoyed my time out there still. Brian, congratulations on your perseverance. I mean, it doesn't matter when you start in this game; it's where you finish, and uh, so you've got a, hopefully a great career ahead of you. But I, I'm, I'm really, I'm disappointed for you because you've missed out by one to be the thirteenth thousand player in the VFL and AFL, you, mate. You're twelve thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. <laughs> but you know what? Well, I'm, someone told me that I was the thirteenth thousand, so I'm a bit disappointed with that. Um, but yeah, I guess that's a tough number to, to grasp. No, actually, the uh, lad from Rhett Bazo from the West Coast Eagles, another Western Australian. Oh, Cause, yeah, I know young Bazo. Yeah. Yeah, you know why? Because you played earlier that day, the Eagles played later. So, stiff. But you know what? Being <laughs> being one off is actually – everyone will remember being one off because it's one of those things you're one off. It's a, it's a great place to be, I reckon. Anyhow, Northampton. <laughs> I'd look today – I can remember this uh, having been around for so long. East Fremantle being a great team, won so many premierships where you were playing. Jamie and Patrick Cripps, Paddy Cripps, uh, Harry Taylor, Paul Hazelby, a-, a few years ago, Andrew Lockyer, and plenty of others. It's not that big a place. Josh Kennedy too. Yeah. It? What happens in <laughs> Northampton for all yeah. these great players to come from? Yeah, there's not there's not much there. It's just a small little strip, really, in the footy oval. But yeah, some bloody good bakeries around there. So um, <laughs> probably them. So, so so old fashioned meat pie and a bit of good old fashioned bread. <laughs> Yeah, vanilla slice. Yeah, it's a couple of cheeky ones, but no, nah, I don't know what it is up there. It's um, yeah, really good community, um, and yeah, really proud to say that I can come from Northampton, and yeah, that's where our farm was. So I grew up there, went to school there for a bit, and then yeah, went moved to Geraldton and then to Perth. So yeah, were you aware of all the players that had played it? You know, come from Northampton. The I mean, there's some stars that bloody just read out then. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Paddy Cripps went to my school. Um, he was probably just finishing when I was a really young little tucker. So. But now they've got um, statues up there at the top pub um, of all the boys that have played um, AFL and having having good careers. So, yeah, it's pretty cool how they do that. And, um, yeah, definitely had some role models growing up, um, especially like watching JK at the Eagles. Yeah, he's he's been huge and it's great to see him have a good career and retire. Hey, did you say they've got statues at the pub for the players that have played? <laughs> They're not. They're not statues. They're more like cardboard cutouts. But um, no, they're, they're like little fiberglass things. Um, but yeah, I just stick them up at the top pub. Like they're life size, I think. So. Oh, well, okay. Like I thought they were real. Sta- no, they're not real ones because there's there's one at Adelaide Oval, just this on side of the Torrens, mate. If you if you ever walking past it, uh, it's a pretty good looking bloke there. Um, it's got a statue there. But no, you've you've only got cardboard cutouts. No, this is absolutely real. D- David actually cleans it every Friday for me. But th- I'm glad you brought that up. I love. I actually love talking about statues. <laughs> hey, Bryn, 
Where's the height come yeah. from? You're tall, 204, you're a massive young fella. Where did the height come from? Mum, dad, grandpa? Yeah, both, both actually. Um, dad's six foot, about six foot three, and mum's a tall girl. She's six foot, I think, or six foot one. So yeah, oh. both, but a good mix there. Um, my brother's pretty tall as well. He's about six foot six, but yeah, I'm six foot eight, six foot nine at the moment. Watching you play, I, I feel you could play as a key forward, even a key defender. Um, have you always been a ruckman? How's that worked out for you? Because you're so athletic, agile. You can you can run, you can jump, and you have got good skills. Is that something down the track you could perhaps look at? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, when I was younger, I actually played on the half-back flank and then growing up, I just played forward um, basically my whole life. Then obviously I shot up a bit in high school, so I was playing ruck there. Then I played a bit of ruck age for her, but then, yeah, moved back to the forward line um, when I got drafted. So, yeah, I got drafted playing forward basically. But, yeah, playing playing ruck is a like, bit of a learning experience. I'm working with, like, Matty Lowe at the club, and he's absolutely awesome, teach me all the craft and all that. So, yeah, it can been be a bit of everywhere, but... I don't really care where I play, to be honest, when I'm playing footy. Yeah, it can be a bit of a thankless task, rucking. Guys just smashing you. There's some big guys around, aren't there, in the AFL? Yeah, it's, you've got to wear a shin pad as you probably break your leg, but um, no, nah, it's good. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. Now, I, I asked every first game of this, uh, number 27, I know you came mid-year. How did you end up with that number? Did the, the, the property steward just go, here, Bryn, here you go, take this, cop this? I think it was uh, 40. 40-something or, or 27, I definitely went for the, the lower one. So, yeah. I think it was, was that Leonard's yeah, number? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. might have been, yeah. Well, you, you called him all the time. You should know those things. Well, he's gone now. Oh, <laughs> St Kilda. He's at St Kilda. Yeah. Hey, um, oh, just, uh, now, just the day, I mean, round 14 versus Sydney, you'll yeah. never forget it. I mean, you did play really, really well. We, we all watched the game. How was the excitement and the family and just the involvement and the nerves of that first game in the AFL? Um, yeah, it was really exciting for the family. They all shot across. I think about there's about 25 family and friends that came across. Um, so, yeah, they were a bit, um, bit um, sad after the game that I couldn't make it to their dinner and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, the excitement was awesome. The build-up at Adelaide Oval was incredible. The pre-game, the crowd, the never tear us apart and all that stuff. Really gets the goosebumps going, but yeah, I was I was pretty calm and wasn't wasn't too nervous to be honest. I think I kept it in check really well. So, but yeah, it was something I'll never forget. And yeah, that quarter and a half, whatever I was, but yeah, definitely worth breaking the collarbone and getting the win on debut. Is it myth or the truth that you said to Kenny Hinckley after thirty minutes of footy, that's the best thirty <laughs> minutes of my life? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair dinkum. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it must must be. Yeah, it must be so great. Now. What about Port Adelaide at the moment? In a, in a bit of a struggle, a bit of a hole. The spirit's still okay. They're, they're getting, um, you know, a few shots of the coach as you do when you're not making the eight. The Crows are also copping it. But uh, do you hear a lot of that noise? Or you just go about your own business. No, nah, yeah, I kind of go, just go about my own business. But yeah, um, I'm loving Kenny as a coach. He's, he's bloody awesome. We he, we have a good laugh. He's got really good banter. And um, yeah, I think all the, all the coaches in general like really welcoming and really helpful. Support us players really well, but. Yeah, we've got two games left and we want to carry some momentum into next season and, and pre-season. So, yeah, we're definitely, the spirit's high and we definitely want to win these last two games. It can be daunting. You get picked up mid-year, go to a club, you go to Albert, a great uh, great club, great tradition. What, what was that like? Um, did the players make you feel welcome? I mean, how do you feel about sort of just walking into a, a club like that? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely nervous when my name got called out um, on the Wednesday night, but that night, I think, all the players messaged me and all the coaches messaged me. So already I felt like I was going to a really good club. And, yeah, the minute I walked through the doors, I knew I was 
got to have a really good time here and yeah definitely have an impact so yeah i'm yeah really grateful for that support from everyone and yeah and yeah really good club that i'm at at the moment you're just going back a bit again now i noticed you you did a pre-season at essendon in 2020 i mean that would have been a really good eye-opener for you wouldn't you and i didn't work out for you then but it has now so how was that experience at essendon yeah it was awesome it was probably a month it wasn't a full pre-season just a month of training um but, yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, that probably made me, when I got knocked back, I definitely made me more hungry for it that I wanted to have an AFL career because, yeah, I absolutely love the lifestyle and love the training and the facilities and, yeah, something I definitely want to be a part of. So, yeah, made me work harder when I got sent home and, yeah, obviously worked out nicely for me. And you're playing the Bombers this week, so you know a few of those boys. Yeah, I know a few of them. Uh, yeah, most of them were there when I was there. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what, what your contract? You've signed for another year already, haven't you, Bryn? Uh, yeah, so I was here for six months originally, but yeah, luckily enough to sign on for another another year, so end of 2023. So you, you only played really one and a half games, not even one and a half games. Where, where do you see your big upside? What do you think you need to work on and improve and become a, a regular and, and a good AFL player? Well, I'm actually itching for pre-season to put on a bit more size and, and have a better tank, to be honest. Um, obviously, waffle, waffle pre-season is good, but it's probably not as good as an AFL, AFL standard. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to is, is learning more and as like a ruck craft and forward craft. There's areas that I really want to improve on. And, but, yeah, just working on my stature and getting bigger and, and faster and stronger is, is definitely what I want to, want to work on, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some competition, isn't there, next year at Port Adelaide? Obviously, Scott Lysett, premiership player at the Eagles, is going to be back. And he's a big man too, yeah. isn't he? You would have run across him around the corridors. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a big bloke. But, yeah, he's, he's he's been pivotal in helping me as well. He's Yeah, he's a great man and he helps me with ruck craft as well. But he's obviously not been at the club too much because of his injury. But, but yeah, he's definitely a great bloke and he's going to help me moving forward anyway. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, I just see you as um, not just a ruckman. Mm. I mean, you're so mobile for your height. I, I could easily see a key back or key forward, as we said. What about as a kid? Did you did you play the, the cricket in the summer as well as footy in the winter or how did it work there? Uh, I played I played basketball. I wasn't much of a cricketer, just backyard cricket um, and water polo as well. So, yeah, a bit of everything, really. And then, yeah, just, just footy in winter. Well, it's exciting times, and we can tell, you know, when we speak with him when you first came here, just so excited. Uh, it's great to see you get your opportunities, and a pre-season won't be far away, so you get what you wish for there. But great to speak with you, Bryn. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, guys. No, next, see you next time. Bryn Teekle there from uh, East Fremantle. Comes yep. across, picked up, I think, number eight in the pre-season draft, and a week or two later, bloody straight in. They've done that. A couple of the clubs have done that, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they have, yeah. And it's necessity sometimes, isn't it? Injury, an opportunity. Injury yeah. and opportunity. Form. Yeah, it, it's been interesting that he, he actually got the gig and they put him straight back in. Do you like the – I mean, you, you talked about the Himmelberg experiment, which yeah. we haven't seen yet. He's played centre forward Himmelberg, but yeah. not centre back. I see him as a really agile yeah. – his agility is – he's a real athlete. The interesting thing, isn't it, the thing that we've talked about Port Adelaide now, they probably need one extra big just to help – Down back. back. Yeah. Well, he's, he's turning four well, centimetres. centimetres. That's what I'm saying. If you can, on, on they've those. got a Lear there who's yeah. quite tall. Yeah, but – they miss sometimes, don't they, with the bigger one? Well, we saw, um, was it um, Luke Darcy's lad play back pocket in yes, the first did. half and yeah. the big lad take yeah. a mark. And, yeah, and as you say, sometimes it's easier being a defender, Bloody. You play both defence and, and forwards. You said you thought the full-backs had it quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought centre-half-backs had it fraction easier than a full-back, yeah. by the way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to young Bryn Teekle's career. I, th- I think he's really has got a future. 
for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. And for your chance to win a corporate box experience for you and a mate at the Adelaide Oval, enter at iCanWin.com.au. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Woody, all thanks to Weeks. Weeks Homes discovered different. But time now for a community sports segment with Benny Hook for Elders, Elders Insurance from local footy to community events. It's our way of giving back. Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. Hooky, how are you? David, Malcolm, good evening. Great to be with you both. Now, we know you love your golf. Very good golfer in your own right. Live golf. Uh, it's all hotting up. What are you hearing? 13 points on the back nine today, boys. <laughs> A little bit disappointing. 20 to start. So 33 overall. Uh, but, yeah, let's not talk about my golf. Let's talk about what is going on in world golf. Uh, so it's been an incredible 24 hours, of course. Uh, there's been court cases between Live Golf, the... Uh, the league funded by uh, the Saudi Arabian government and fronted by Greg Norman. There's been some back and forth going on between the uh, United States PGA Tour and Live. Um, we've seen Cam Smith, without admitting that he's going to Live, mm. kind of concede that we're going to see him uh, move from the PGA he's Tour. He's going. He's going. Up, yes, after the FedEx Cup. And uh, he may not even play the President's Cup, which is a big surprise. The other big news that's come out of today is that there'll be an Australian live event in Sydney in April. But I think the thing that we need to put an asterisk alongside is that there'll be two international series events, which are Asian tour events that will be probably played either side. Um, Here's my understanding, guys. Adelaide is a possibility to host one of those two international series events. Uh, I'll explain it to you like this. Wade Ormsby is a, a member of the live tour He's very, very close with Greg Norman. Greg Norman has a great relationship with South Australia. His first ever tournament win was the Westlakes Classic. Oh, goodness me, this is going back a long time. He was only about 18 years 78 old. 78 or 77. Um, 76, I reckon yeah. it was. Yeah. There's, there's and, a plaque there. I'm was, actually a member there, of course, uh, Ben. So yeah, yeah, it was like... It was played at Grange, of course, yeah. by your, yeah. uh, your home club. Yeah. Um, Wade's a member at Grange and a member at Royal Adelaide. I know he would desperately love to see big-time professional golf come back to South Australia. We've spoken about this only in general terms a couple of weeks ago, that he'd love to see it happen. We haven't had a top-end professional tournament here in South Australia since 2007 when Jacobs Creek was uh, really funding professional golf here in South Australia. And when their funding dried up, um, that was the end of the South Australian Open. They were playing for $750,000 Australian back then. You're going to be talking about playing for $8, 9000000 million Australian. It's unbelievable, the amount of money. So, look, I mean, these clubs would be surprised that I'm even talking about the possibility that these events could be hosted there because no one's officially approached them yet. But... I, I, I would 100% say that if there's going to be two international series events here in Australia next year, and that seems to be the case uh, either side of um, what almost certainly will be played at the Australian, which is the Live Series event, that Adelaide, Grange or Royal Adelaide, I suspect, will be um, very, very much targeted by Greg Norman to host one of those events. Wow, how about that? Hey, oh, just something also. The two great clubs in the netball in Adelaide. Contacts and Matrix have won many premierships over the years and there's a grand final coming up Friday night. Ben? They'll do it all again, Malcolm, on Friday night. Matrix and Contacts. It's the fourth straight grand final between the two teams. They've shared every premiership since 2010 and it's the ninth grand final meeting they've had 
in the last 12 years, and, and they'll do it once again. They're two incredible clubs, guys, and, and you know it through football. I mean, clubs that are well run, they just have a capacity to continue to attract the best coaches and the best players, and that's what both Matrix and Contacts have done. I mean, they're very well coached. They're very well run. They're very good at finding country talent, and we were talking a couple of weeks ago about I picked a netball uh, country of origin um, current team right, that yeah. would be a, a champion team in the in the Super Netball right now. Sarah Clow, Taylor Williams, Sasha Glasgow, Molly Watson, all of these girls have come through either contacts or matrix via um, via country regions. Um, this would be a great game. Sam Simons has come back into the contacts team as a goal shooter. She's a very very talented basketballer. At the other end of the court is Lucy Austin for Matrix. Guys, just put an asterisk alongside her name. She's just been elevated into the Thunderbird squad this year. She's very tall. They basically let go a South African international to elevate Lucy Austin into the side. If she has a night out, it's going to be very, very difficult for Contacts. Contacts start slight favourites, but this will be a cracking game. And they've announced today that they're actually going to look at the rules, not so much to try and limit the um, the dominance of these two clubs, but work out ways of just trying to elevate the other six clubs because the other six really are a long way off the pace from yep. these top two. So that's something that's got to happen in the, in the mid to long term, I would have thought. Now, Ben Hook, our guest. Ben, tell us about the most lopsided football league in SA. Yeah, how about this, boys? It's the Mid-South East League uh, here in South Australia. Um, I'll just give you a couple of scores from uh, last weekend. Congarong uh, lost to Hatherley by 99 points. And you think that's a bit of a blowout, 8 9 57 to 23 18, 156. But it was the closest game of the round. Port McDonald <laughs> beat Tantanula by 121 points. Galangadu beat Road by 160 points. And wait for it, Mount Burr beat Nang Wari. And we've heard the stories of Nang Wari. I think they lost 110 in a row. Well, they uh, Mount Burr got up by 239 points. Jeez. So that was that round last weekend. All four games decided by 100 points, except for one, 100 points plus, except for one, which was decided by 99. So the Mid-South East League, they have some good good games when the top sides meet the top sides and the bottom meets the bottom. But when the top half of the ladder meets the bottom half, it gets pretty ugly. Was um, Johnny Seabone from Mount Burr? I reckon uh, the great Glenelg player, three hundred game player. Yeah, I think for, player. I reckon he came from there. So yeah. I can't believe well, Lee, Lee Ro- Forrest. Lee Forrest, who we know very well, is a big Mount Burr boy. Loves his mosquitoes, the mozzies. I think they're nicknamed. I can't believe Robe got beaten by that amount. You think Robe would have mm. a, a fairly decent side? Wow, that is the home of original home of Jordan Dawson. And to finish off with footy, the father son combination who played a football match together, but not how we would think. Yeah, I, I really love this story. So. Uh, uh, Hummox Watchman Eagles are a team in the Adelaide Plains League and their reserves met United, uh, also of the Adelaide Plains League, last weekend. Their two brothers played for either team. Uh, one brother is Dawson. He plays for United. And the other brother is Brogan. He plays for Hummox. So it's Dawson and Brogan Page. And they just happened to play for two different clubs. Well, Dawson, knowing that uh, United were a bit short in the reserves on the weekend, dragged his dad, Gavin, out to play for the Tigers. So poor old Brogan not only lined up against his brother, he lined up against his father. He had to ruck against his brother and run around worried that he was going to get clipped by his old man, Gavin. So what a beautiful story from country footy. It's great to see uh, those little stories. Taking on the old man, that would have been a cracker. Now, great stuff, Benny. Well done on the front nine, but 13, you can improve there. You know that. A bit of work to do with the putting once again, boys. Yeah. I'll get that lesson from Wade Orms be back out. Ben Hook, yeah, yes, thanks, Ben. Yeah. Uh, David, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, 
Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. How about that? Well done. Uh, big show again tonight. Spoke with Bryn Teak or the young man from Port Adelaide. Talk about under 22, the best under 22 players in the country. And Rankin, is he worth the money? We had a good debate about that. Um, I think sometimes, as we said, Malcolm, you have to pay overs. I don't think Adelaide have a lot of people screaming out for what you'd call the really high pay, like some of the other clubs. So, you know, Dawson last year, Rankin, yep. they got yep. Rochelle. Maybe. Get a blight in there, be looking all right. Yeah, or you could sort of get in another sport, Serena Williams and Lauren Jackson, two of the great yeah. ladies of world sport we talked about earlier. Serena, uh, uh, I mean, she, yeah. Yeah, an amazing, amazing tennis player. And I think sometimes she didn't quite get the credit she deserves. So I think outstanding player. We That's it for us, Malcolm. Yep. Go home over just one glass of red tonight, I think. <laughs> I heard you had two last night. No, I didn't. One and a half. And I will do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.